Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst, the trailer looking at Billy Bones, a Paolo DiCaglio, a West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. We're proud of our history. The West Ham United. More than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Hello. Good evening. Yes, and welcome. It's more than just a podcast. Podcast. It's series 39, we think. Episode 12. So, no, I've done that wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 I reckon oh, we'll dear. still be here in series 39. And we still ain't won the league. And we're still having trouble. Uh, it's actually, what, series 12, episode 39, people. Uh, by my <laughs> dulcet tone speaking first, it means there's no Mr. Whetstone tonight. <sighs> Stop cheering at the back, people. Uh, we don't know what up. he's doing. I do. He's picking up his Tesla. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, see, you asked. See, he put no, it in the group. No, he told me oh, fucking last week. See, there you go. See, he put it there, he couldn't make it, and nobody asked him why, which is, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but we are joined tonight by Mr. Uh, Mr. Cannon Tanlin. Hello. You all right? Where are you? What are you doing with all that? Um, I'm in the lounge. Um, still recovering a little bit, but I'm all right. I'm in good spirits. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we do, yeah, considering. Yeah. Um, yeah. Saw your little Looking nice... Looking forward to having a nice chat with you. Your little Go nice talk, talk, ball, talk sport clip earlier on Twitter. Thank you. I thought I'd do a little... Like, Actually, I've been mainly doing animation since January, but for the first two months, I didn't much of a voice to do it. Yeah. So uh, that was good. Right. That was Thank so, you. I, I watched it. <laughs> I've missed. Yeah. You know when you think I've missed that Sam Allardyce. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not the real one. No, um, no. but I did listen to what the real one said. Um, but also, obviously, it's Mister Mister JB Johnny Bucci. Evening. You all right? Where yeah, are you? What are you doing? I suppose I'm at home doing a podcast with views. Yeah. There you go. That's the nice thing he's done with. So, fresh from our uh, weekend's endeavours, uh, we've, we've, we've had a quick chat off here. We have all seen parts of the game. Um, and one of us was there. We'll come to that later. What did you... So, I'll tell you what. We'll start with John. John, you can do the first half. I won't be okay. cruel and give you the second half. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you, can have, you can have the first half. So, John, what did you think? Uh, uh, yeah. It was horrible, wasn't it? All of it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just... It was bad. It was just... They just didn't seem like they wanted to play. They just, like, didn't get started. It's just unbelievable how a team like Brighton can just dominate so much possession and control of the game. And it was just uninspiring... Horrible to watch, and as a consequence, I didn't watch much more after the first half. So that's where we were. But I'm surprised. I did see you though, Nigel. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the most entertainment really I had in the first half. <laughs> he couldn't miss me, spotting really. you on the front there. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. All right, we'll cover that. I mean, 
Did you think the team? What did, I mean, what faults at the, just before kickoff? When you see the team, what you thinking to what you witnessed? Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was a bad selection. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I was expecting <laughs> he, he continues to pick Suchek, but Suchek seems to be playing slightly different, and his 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 form isn't as bad as it had been. Um. Yeah, I just I thought we'd be more attacking, more adventurous, but we weren't, were we? No, I'm surprised you didn't hang around for the second half because when we went in, I thought that was a result just being one nil down. Actually, well, what I say, what happened was I I, I had it on, mm. and then my nephew and his girlfriend called over, and I sat with them for a minute. I said, "Right, I'm going to," and I was I walked in. It was we were two 0 down, and I thought, ah, you know what? I just got something better to do than watch yeah. this, you know. And, and you hate your nephew as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than watching that. Yeah, I know. If you're listening, Lou, I do. I don't hate you. No, I'm only joking. But yeah, yeah, it's just it was so. Yeah, I, I just couldn't. I just thought, literally, thought to myself, you know what? I've just got something better to do. Would you yeah. make it a penalty? Um, look, I think the penalty was was that he bought the penalty. Yep. But it was a it all came about with like Johnson's bad defending and by and Bowen basically giving him a reason to to buy the penalty because he didn't need to. He didn't need to do what he did, and Johnson just uh, Johnson just had a I don't know what was going on with him. He was so bad. He was so bad. Pakatar was so bad. There, there was so everyone was pretty bad. But you know, the defending for their goal from the corner was terrible. And you're like, yeah, it's just it pretty bad. Yeah. Right. Don't, and I don't know what I, I mean, Johnson. What what was going on with him? He, all of a sudden, he looked like he, he looked like he's overweight. He looked slow. He looked. You know, I mean, the, the the way I saw it was he. I don't know if, if he was told to man mark Mitoma, and then he, do you know which one that player that was? Well, they, to be fair, there ain't many on the pitch that look like him, is there? No, there was a few in the crowd, him, yeah, but there was <laughs> there was none on the pitch that looked like him, and. I did, there, there was a couple of early things beforehand where where a ball went past him and he was too busy watching the player. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, he was running. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he sort of didn't know which way the ball was, no. did he? And, and, he was, and I think that's what then led to the goal, that first one, and then sort of ball dropped over his head, wasn't it? And he just totally missed the flight of the ball. And 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 I mean that was right in front of us. I mean right in front of us. And I don't know. I'm glad you said he bought the penalty because that's exactly what I thought. I thought he dived and I thought VAR was going to cancel it. But there you go. Um, it was in the blink of an eye and you don't get a second look when you're in the ground. Um, Jay, uh, yeah. what do you want to add about the first half? What do I want to add about the first half? Uh, I would. What I would add is I would put the entire first half on the players, actually. Some terrible ball control. Um, sloppy as sloppy as can be. Every single one of them. And I, I wasn't too disappointed with how Moyes set them up. They weren't tired. I don't know what Moyes is talking about. It didn't look like there was any tiredness to me. But, yeah, the first half, I thought we were lucky to be one going 1-0 one down. Um, we had a chance, didn't we? That was taken badly by Bowen. Yeah, good chance mm. that. <clears throat> um, that that was the only chance. Really, really bad first half. I mean, stats-wise, I'm a bit confused because I look at the stat, and I know this is for the whole game, but apparently we had two shots on target none off and one blocked and for the life of me 
I can only think of Bowen's effort. There was two shots in one there. So, I think. But then it also gives, which I do love, uh, goalkeeper saves for Brighton, five. Which, obviously... How's that, mate? Yeah, I don't know how they've come to that. I mean, possession-wise, it's been worse. You know, we have had worse, but 68% of Brighton, 32. Did, Did you hear Moyes' comments after the game about the way he thought we should set up because we knew Brighton would have a lot of position. No. Yes, I did. No. I heard what he said, yeah. Any any thoughts on, on that? Is that is that something well, you would I, ever I, expect you'd hear well, from a West Ham manager? I mean... What did he what, say? Can you paraphrase it? Um, well, to paraphrase, what, what he basically said was, coming here we knew we weren't going to see a lot of the ball, so we were <laughs> going to try and set up to play without a lot of the ball. So, I mean, in a way, it was almost like we'd set up to surrender possession because we know that's the way they play. So, we were going to let them play that way. And, and not press them as much. Yes. I mm. mean, it was... it was. What I was going to get to, what I was going to say was, it was... The first half was all on the players. Mm. And then Moyes joined in. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and what it is about playing Brighton, and I wasn't on the podcast last week to make my prediction, which would have been a last week. That wouldn't surprise you. Um, the interesting thing about Brighton now is that we know we can't compete with them. And now they're even saying it because Declan said, and I quote, they play in a unique way that we couldn't cope with. And then Moyes come out tactically saying, we're not going to have a lot of ball. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Sullivan, well, if I'm a, a football chairman and not Sullivan, and I gave you £200 million to spend and have a 60,000-seat arena, I don't want to hear that. I'm, that's sackable on its own. I don't want to hear that at all. That you can't. That your captain says we don't know how to. They play a unique way. We don't know how to play against. Well, what unique way? A unique way that they've got rid of their manager and every star player they've had, and they still managed to outclass us. And put another new manager in to continue yeah. it. Yeah, but you could. I mean, Ben White went. Um, is it Kakarula? Whatever his name is, he went. Kakarula. All these stars' names have have gone. And they can still set up to play far superior football to us, even though we're playing Brazil's players and and Italy's number nine, this, that, and the other. It, it. I think this match, um, it transcends West Ham v Brighton, and it it becomes West Ham versus Premier League football because. Uh, Moyes will openly admit he can't compete with the top six. Now you've got to add Newcastle to that at seven. Uh, and Brighton have proved it's eight and he's come out and said it. So you've got eight teams better than you, he's coming out saying. And he still wants to harp on about the last two years, which is actually, was an 18-month stretch. Yeah. Oh, 18-month period. And what does second half become? Become more than a bad performance. It become a demonstration that we can't compete. A, a demonstration of failure, really. Hmm. Top to bottom. In a half of football, where the directors and the managers don't even play the game. The chess set that they've put out, uh, well, I say the chess set they put out, they're playing a different game to someone who's playing the chess opponent. They're playing drafts. It's a complete demonstration of failure. Hmm. From everyone concerned, I mean they don't. They shouldn't beat us in any statistic, but they beat us in every single one. Yeah, yeah. It's, but and, and continue to do so when it was like yeah. their twelfth appearance against them or whatever since they came back to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and not we've, we've never beat them. That's, that's not. I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about law of averages is going to come our way and we might actually win. Logical thing to say, but the reality is they beat us every time. Because every time a player's better than us. 
and they've got a plan that's got... That's oh, got at every level. Way. At every yeah. level. I mean, I mean, this is not a defence of um, what's going on. But one thing I did look at is that I've been Brighton a few times. Um, I even, I'm old enough to have been to the Goldstone ground. And we've never won. Now, now I have been a bit of bogey team. Now, that, what I didn't realise is, so if I looked at in my lifetime, so which we only started playing them in 1978 in my lifetime, um, because they were in, we were Division 1, they were like Division 3. So, and then they got promoted into Division 2, we got relegated, and then they, they went up. Well, they beat us that year. And we've only beat them twice, I think, in 20 visits. There's 20 away games. We've only beat them twice since 1978. So, I, I'm not making excuses like, well, it's, it seems to be one of them teams. You know, if, if there's a football fan that's a blogger and he's going to write his first book, he may call it an irrational hatred of Brighton now. Yeah. Because they've got our number and they have done for years and years. It's, it's, it's a strange thing. But before the game... I was, I was I was went down with a friend Paul Turner, and um, it did get me to thinking that how has it come, how has it come to it that a club like West Ham, has, and this is before the game, has been superseded by a club like Brighton. Yeah, I don't feel that Fulham or Brentford have superseded us, but I do think Brighton definitely yeah, and, Brighton. And in a way. You I think, think that Brentford might be next. Yeah, as I say, Brentford well, aren't far away. Yeah, but I tell you why I, I look at Brighton because they've 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 progressed every time they've changed the manager. Hmm. Which where we've all where I've always thought, oh, this is when they go. Yeah, so they came up with Chris Hewton, and um, Chris Hewton did really well for them. Uh, but he had to go at some point and then they brought Potter in and, you f- and we all think who's this chancer Potter Harry Potter lives under the cupboard uh, and it turns out he keeps them up and then he progresses them and, he's, and he continues the good work Chris Hewton had done but takes it on even better and then you know we all wait for the ass to fall when Potter leaves and then it turns they find this Deserby who was doing nothing in Ukraine. It, 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 it had failures in Italy and it had success in Italy, but it had success with a, 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 a team like Brighton, in a way, a lesser team. Sassuolo, not a big team, you know, small provincial town and had done well with them. And when we say well, it got them into the top half of Serie A. So, and, but then... It was weird because today I listened to Jermaine Defoe's doing a podcast series on BBC and he goes and talks to the Brighton chief executive who he knows from his time at Tottenham. And Paul Barber, who's the chief executive, lays out that all this is managed properly. So Deserby was the first choice. When they knew Potter was going to go, they knew, they knew of Deserby yeah. and he was lined up. They interviewed him. Deserby comes in and said, well, this player plays this way, this player plays that way. So, and they were like smitten with him because he was their first choice and he'd done his own work on Brighton. It, it was, you know, the hand fitted with the glove. Mm. Yeah, but that's, that's what you would expect, isn't exactly it? Exactly right. That's, yeah. When you listen to what he says is, as well, is they only hire managers that fit their mantra. And their mantra is as well, we don't complain about refereeing decisions. We, we accept defeat in the manner that it's achieved. And we're good, gracious and polite people with it. And what they don't do is they don't, if you, when they did get beat, they never blamed the fans. They never blamed everything else. They only looked inward. Um, yeah. so, learn, eh? But ours, it, it, but, and the ownership, if you, if, if you think, to when we took over, when, or when Sullivan's and that took over, Brighton, it only bought Brighton, I think, a couple of years before that. You know, they, they didn't have a stadium to play in. They were renting an athletic stadium. Yeah, the with team, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. You know, they'd been bumming about, um, they'd been at Gillingham for a while. You, you know, this was a club on its knees. And he's come in, 
But the way the way they've done it as well, it's like you know, they they lost um, Trossard, didn't they, to Arsenal? Yes. You know, that was their main strikers. They've got Mopay. They lost Basuma. They lost Cucurella. You know, all yeah. these players. They just they just continuously have a player sat behind them to come in, and it's all just done properly. And it's like that thing that I put out there yesterday, which said about West Ham. Someone had reported problem with West Ham they don't have a proper analytics team a proper yeah. scouting team they don't have a proper that was interesting let's see what that was um... and, and you're like that's so true we're not and this is where my argument had been since the World Cup where I said why can't we have a good quality decent manager when everyone else is getting Lopetegui and you know all these other managers coming into the Premier League and I think it was Nigel. Your your response was, "Yeah, but who's going to work for Sullivan?" Yeah, yeah and and that agree. that's what that's the 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 truth of it, isn't it? Yeah. Can I you can know? I just read out because that was good. So this was um uh, was it a tweet from Training Grand Guru, and he and he says just to give some context on West Ham, they don't have a data science department. Their sporting director is in his first job after playing. Their scouting and recruitment department isn't very comprehensive so sacking the manager won't necessarily be the magic bullet well I mean it's damning but I'm not sure I agree with the last sentence because if we get some well I, I suppose I can agree with it but in the immediate, he lost the dressing room yeah in the immediacy like, it kind of yeah, needs it, it needs yeah. something yeah it, it's the only change you can make can't, can't build what he said before the end of the season, can't do anything about any of that. What he said can change the manager. The the, the, the one thing as well that I with West Ham is how, how we sort of I don't know stumbled into it is is when you see the comments from Sullivan bemoaning not just what it will cost to get rid of the manager, but who you're going to appoint. That's that was extremely and, damning. And that comment. that is that, that 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 and that is damning because if you listen to the Brighton chief executive, they already knew who they wanted to a point when Potter was leaving. So that says to me, you've done your due diligence. And one thing I've said constantly is that every club should know who they want to manage the team next. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that is because around the corner is a is a run of seven, eight, nine defeats where you might need to go out and get that manager. So you should have a list and an understanding. And it's pretty obvious we don't, isn't it? Yeah. And in a way, that's how we got Moyes, though, funny enough. We got Moyes because there was no list and he was and available. He was available. <laughs> it's terrible. But you know that that comment, which is it, Sean, Sean tweeted that out, and it, that's it's it's obviously clearly quoting from the senior source. Yeah, and it's the you read that comment, and twice in that one sentence or that one paragraph, he talks about money, doesn't he? It's costly and cost effective, or say twice he talks about money in the, uh, the process of replacing the manager, and then asks for who would you replace him with? You know, and it's, it's beyond belief, isn't it? At that level. Because, you know, finance shouldn't even be the thought of it, should it? Because the, the alternative is we get relegated and then it devalues everything across the board. So this, for those that may not have seen it or, or anything, this is what Dave Sullivan has, has said to a certain person. Sullivan has said, he's under pressure, but we're still behind him, which I expect him to say, actually. There are a few alternatives and very expensive. Villa has become a huge game. I'll read between the lines there. I don't know about you. If he don't win, he's gone. But that's my reading. He then said, which was an excuse, the team were running on empty after United. So who would you bring in all the huge gambles and very costly to change. <laughs> Twice money. Yes. It's just like... 
Yeah, I mean, and excuses of his own and timing as well, John, that yes. he didn't foresee. It. Well, what do you want me to do? Who would you bring in? It's not. Uh, firstly, it's not our decision. Secondly, you should already know. Thirdly, the timings. I mean, a lot of people were saying before World Cup, but obviously, I gave him up to that point to make the transition that he didn't do. But certainly, after the Brentford game, for me, that was when he should have gone. There was much more availability there. Again, it's another illustration of failure because he's saying, I don't know what to do, is basically what he's saying. And I made the comment that when it comes down to price, he's, he's, I think his captain's lost £20 million in a week off his value. Yeah, absolutely. He's, 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 he's getting more and more... Yeah. He's getting grief. Yeah, I mean, people yeah. are pointing fingers saying, how much? Well, firstly, it's nothing to do with him, how much people pay to pay. Secondly, he's playing a team of wankers. So, what, you know, how much and is he going to be worth? And he's not, he's not pulling, pulling a team forward. Or no, he's, he's not. not. He's, he's acting like a captain. Skills, and, he, yeah. and he's not, he's not showing anything worth that sort of money. No, that's right. Did, what, what did you make of, of, of the, the after-the-game interviews? So, it, well, I thought, I thought a lot was made of it. And I, 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 not one point did I think he was digging at the fans. Hmm. But I don't think he was digging at the no, fans. But he's petulant to say something like that. And the only way that you can avoid these misunderstandings is to not say it at all. Because if you're going to come out and say anything... Like, what do you know? He never played the game. Really, that's the, everyone who doesn't play football. Yeah. So anyone's entitled to sort of, not necessarily take offence it. It's, it's open know, to interpretation. It's totally open to interpretation. You don't say that. He's petulant. And it contradicted his actual answer because he said, is, it get, is the speculation around your manager, is it making it hard for you? I went, no, it's all, it's just noise. You go out there and you do it, blah, blah, blah. And then he made the petulant comment. But the moment you, you look rattled and you make the petulant comment, the answer isn't no, the answer's yes. Yeah. You've answered it yourself. It's not the first time he's come out and said something. He hasn't got the maturity to be the captain. But then again, Ogbonna has, but he was out injured for a long time. Who has? It's such a... It's not a team, it's a pirate ship of footballers. It really is. And he's trying to he's trying to steady the wheel. Yeah. In one way, I feel sorry for the kid because I, mean, I, I, would, mm. I don't, you know it. But what, it things have got to him. Actually, you can see things have got to him. Yeah, I, it's, the, the situation is 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 sort of not dire. It's it's getting a bit desperate. Um, I mean, I listened to what he said. I, I, the the thing is, I think there's uh, there are people that know how to play Twitter, and and there are people that will clip yeah. something, and they will spin it a certain way. Yeah, and it will get the air. and yeah, exactly right. And I, and I think a lot of it is made for that. And yeah. to be fair to Sean, he did put the full clip out, which yeah, when did. you listen to it. Yeah, I, that was I saw the full clip first. Yeah. Actually, on YouTube, yeah, I saw it. Um, I didn't know there was because I made the comment about the captain, the the, the board, and everyone yeah. concerned. But I didn't know about this thing. I didn't know that people were saying um, uh, uh, that Rice had slagged the players off, and he didn't because what I'd seen. I thought it was even a little bit over apologetic towards the fans, to be quite honest. Um, well, I mean, what, what I will say is, <coughs> to, a, to the majority of the players, did come quite close to the fans. Yeah. Um, and so were not just clapping and applauding, they were holding their hands up in apology. Yeah. So, which I've which I thought was good because no matter how bad it is, you know, not all fans are going to stand there no. and tell you what they think of them. I no. wouldn't, you know, I, I, no. you know, I, I did, 
you know, applaud them. I like to thank them for their lack of effort rather than their effort. Normally, I like to applaud, in, even in defeat. I think if you've pulled the shirt on, I'll give you backing. Um, and so I've always preferred to, to stay till the end. And, and But on a defeat like that, you want to look them in the eye and, and see who's there. And to be fair, the first one over was that Emerson, who, who actually probably had the best game out of the lot for me. Um, hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. So what, yeah, well, what's your take on the game then, Nigel? Well, my, my take on the game, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> this may sound funny. You know, front row. I had front row view. Too close to the pitch. Oh, God. I've been at exact seat you were in front of that little yeah. pit there. Do you, do you know? It was too close. <laughs> it's just it's too level. It's too flat, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you, you, you can't see the lines. You don't no. know really what the ball's going. You can't see any patterns of play. Yeah, at all. You can't, but I'll tell you what you could see. You can't see patterns of play in West Ham's play anyway, John, can you? No. But what, you, what I could see was where he's playing for, but with with sort of two or three in midfield. I couldn't work my mind out what he was doing. So he definitely had a bank of four. Where Brighton, the way Brighton played, they pegged our, 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 our full-backs back into the four. So they weren't getting forward. We had no width whatsoever. No, it, we, no you we, can't we, it, mention it. You're right. I'm looking at it as if we played 4-3-3 three, three, and that was three tucked in and then the front three were tucked in. No wingers, no really wide. And it never really gave, like Emerson when he got the ball, Ben Johnson hardly had the ball to give it wide, but it never had anyone out wide um, to get the ball and to feed it. And if I thought the first start was bad, I thought one nil down with the bowing chance. I think we had another chance as well. I don't know who it was because it was too far up the other end. I think the keeper made another save. That might have been the second one on target. You always think, well, look, we've played bad. We're only one nil down. We can come back into it. The corner, it's, again, the corner, you, you look at it, and it's, it's up the other end now. See, and this is the thing I didn't understand. Is they're now, West Ham are now attacking to their fans. So we could wheel them on. We never saw them. We did not see them in front of us. I feel like 45 minutes of the second half was played up the other end of us with them attacking and us defending. And that's all it seemed to. And Johnson gets a lot of flack for the second goal. But I don't get zonal marking. I never have. I've always preferred you pick up a man. And... I don't know what zone they were in, but we had six defenders at the front post. And Johnson, yeah. who was stationed, and, I, and Johnson's got a cop flag because he didn't move. The bloke ran around him, yeah, chested it so. in, and he just stood there like passive. But, but he Paquette, was. Paquette at the front post. What? Yeah. You know, just, <laughs> John, yeah, look, we've all played really. football, and normally we had a thing. You, you, the defenders picked up a man, and the short boys were on the post. Yeah, man yeah? on the post. Just the in case. No man on... If we had a man on the post, if Johnson had been on the post, he'd have kicked that ball as it came across. He'd have cleared it. And then we just... You know, they got the third goal. More poor defending. And, you know, I was going to call my article yesterday, well, if Welbeck scores, you know it's bad. Because when he get the fourth, you just think, well, if you can let Danny Welbeck score... He's an hard-working striker, but he's one of them strikers that don't score goals. Well, he did, you know. That just about summed it up for me, realistically. Um, nothing to get excited about at all. Um, I don't know. You know, people always go, oh, you wish you hadn't gone. I'm always glad I've gone. And, 
you know, I should be at the Fulham game, which is... All, all the old good day out sport by a game of well, football. Well, yeah. Mode, yeah, basically, it was. You know, met a good few people, um, which is always good. And good company with Paul and um, the people we met there. So it's, it's just... The, the, the funny thing is, is, is that you look back and you think, well... I've not done this my first away game this season. I've not I've not been in a position to go to away games, but that's sort of going to change at the moment. So I'm going to do a few more away games, but, you know, didn't win that. And then you think, well, I went to three away games last season and we lost all three of them. So, you know, when was the last time I see West Ham win away? And you're thinking, well, it's pre-pandemic. Last season was the first season back, wasn't it? Wasn't it? After the pandemic, yeah, yeah. I, I can't even remember the last away game I went to. So, it might have been Brighton. Yeah, so you, you you you've got that thrown in the mix, and then you know I look at Paul who I went with. He only goes away games, and I went to him. Well, when did you last see a win? Because I think the only one we won this season, he missed. <laughs> you know, That's and filler, wasn't it? so so you think well. How do these people, you know, when you see the people like the people who I met um, before the game, Stevie Barry, Dodsey, with it, you know, these, 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 there's probably about seven, eight hundred West Ham fans every game. They'll all be out in Larnaca. Imagine thinking, let's go to Larnaca after that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it does. You know, this club don't deserve the support. And, you know, it becomes evident more year. This club don't deserve its its support base. The 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 ones that go thick and thin. It just it just don't. But then, the thing I would always say is, you know, we've never been good away from home. No. I I think I remember. I think between funny enough, it started with Brighton in nineteen eighty nine. And it ended with a win at Sheffield United, I think, in 1991. And I did 15 away games without a win. <laughs> you know, it was just, and, and uh, it was just mad. It was just, it was just mad. We just, you know, even under, even under Macari, you know, we never used to get a win. Under Harry, we'd be, oh, know, we, yeah, we'd, we'd get three away wins. Away. Yeah, we'd get three. We'd get. We'd be lucky if we got three away wins in a season oh, under Harry. What's the name? He had a good run, though, didn't he, Slav? Yeah, Slav. Well, Slav. Funny enough, when he came in, was winning away games, not winning at home. If you remember yeah. with his start. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was that was all done. You know, we get these. And the one thing I've always thought that West Ham would always challenge if they could win away from home. Because we have generally always been good at home. Um, yeah. and, but when we're not good at home, we're going to have a season like don't we, we struggle. Yeah. No, we don't have an home. No, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, position-wise, realistically, funny enough though, the defeat, no damage really done because thanks to Arsenal's last-minute winner, Thankfully, Everton and Forrest played out and entertaining two-all draw. Um, the other results, Leeds got beat. Yes, Wolves won, but they beat Spurs, so we're all happy about that. Um, it, the, the weird thing is, now, is with Palace losing to Villa, Leicester getting beat, um, Southampton beating Leicester, that's now meant that we're two points off bottom but we're five points off 12th. So there's nine teams now in the relegation battle. With a third of the season to go. With a third of the season to go. Realistically speaking, John first, then then Lynn. Relegation the cards? Or, 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 or do you think, well, out of the, you know, a third of the teams in the battle will go down, two-thirds will stay up. Will we be one of the, the two-thirds? I, 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 I think they, if they don't change him, we're going. And I've said that for quite a while, haven't I? 
and I, I do believe that. I mean, I was, I was talking to you earlier about that that um, Jacob Stein, Steinberg yeah. piece in the the Guardian. Uh, just a quickly few headlines out of that. It cool. starts starts off with David Moyes faces a battle to quell growing discontent within his squad after West Ham's relegation fears deepen with their four 0 defeat at Brighton. The board have stood by Moyes, even though the shambolic performance on Saturday has caused alarm and are hoping for a positive response. And it goes on to say, like, the players are basically getting weary. And it's like, however, West Ham remain determined to give Moyes time. Part of their reasoning is that they are unable to identify suitable alternatives. Now, if that's in the mainstream press, yeah. and if that's getting out there as... The reason why you keep a manager whose players are saying to self that they're they're getting frustrated with his negative tactics, it makes you wonder if they, he has lost the dressing room. That performance makes you wonder if he's lost the dressing room, and if our incompetent owner don't see and do anything about it, then I think we are going to go. Okay. Um... Oh, I've got a theory that I'll throw. Oh, Jay, you next. Well, I mean, my, it's still my concern about how we run, how we're progressing as a club mm. is more important than the relegation and, and the promotion scenario. But it has an effect on whether we'll go down or not because I don't actually... I still think that the players have got enough in them just to keep us up. Um, despite Moise's tactics and I even think keeping it as it as it is could keep us up but it's the whole holistic thing which includes the players and the manager that will take us down mm. it's I mean it, it's what Moyes has done that's got us in a position, but it's what he's been allowed to do by the, the chairman that's also got in a position. And it's what the players are now doing that's also got in that position. Do you understand what I, yeah. I'm trying to say? It's a holistic thing that's taken us down and could take us down. And if we're carrying on, on this trend of being a a football club with absolutely no direction at all and I mean that not just badly there's nothing there we're, we're a club that turns up for the Premier League money we've got nothing mm. if it keeps being like that it will it will snowball and it get worse and gradually worse I don't think we've hit the bottom yet I don't think Brighton was the bottom right I think I don't think yeah I do actually okay. and it will carry on being like that until Sullivan finds his bollocks and runs the club like the football club that he doesn't want to run which is a modern football club that's unforgiving uh, professional yeah like the Chelsea's of this world you know that we don't like because unfortunately when we moved when we started moving to the next level that's what it took um, but I still think we'll escape it and I'm really hoping I do because I don't want to sort of be my last season there um, being a relegation because I'd feel that I'd want to go you started next with season. one yeah I did didn't I <laughs> <laughs> be poetic way to go out wouldn't it <laughs> um, I, the, the, the weird thing is is I'm, you know he's not here to, to poo-poo it or whatever. It's part of me thinks the paralysis is down to... Th- th- there's there's, there's going to be movement in ownership of football clubs. With, with, with Man United probably looking like it will be sold. Tottenham are now manoeuvring. Joe Lewis is in his 80s. He will, you know, I think he's ready to sell. Spurs value-wise are probably peak... Um, because of the stadium, the income they get from the stadium. You know, Spurs' value is actually more than Chelsea's because value of a football club is not on its trophy cabinet, but on, on its ability to bank money. 
and at the moment Spurs make money. How they spend yeah. it is different. Yeah. But anyway, they make money. This club, West Ham, don't make money. But also, I do think that with the death of gold, maybe Sullivan's had enough as well. And that the fact that they won't want to change, bring a new manager in is somehow tied to the fact that you know that perhaps they know. I don't think, I think come the summer, there could be a change of ownership. And, and, and it's only something I've really started to buy into oh, agree, re- recently. In that when I read the stuff coming from Sullivan and everything else. Oh, I agree. Um, I, I think, I think the, 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 the day that I've waited for um, and longed for is coming soon. Sooner than yeah, I think thought. it is. Well, they, um, that's why I, I mentioned to you earlier, didn't I? Yeah. Did we really think that Kratinsky is going to buy the, the gold shares? Because yeah. I thought Sullivan had the first option on them. But if, well, then if he, he doesn't take the first option, then he obviously he has second option. So that will tell you all you need to know, won't it? If he gets those shares, then they move in to get him out. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I, I look at it like this now. There's it, it, it's, it's two, <coughs> there's two big um, buyers after Man United. One of them ain't going to get the club. Will those people walk away from football? I, I actually believe that probably um, Ineos will get Man United because of Jim Ratcliffe's ties to Manchester. But then the people that don't buy Man United may then go and buy Spurs mm. um, because they'll want a football club the Qataris haven't got a Premier League football club uh, whether West Ham could do a deal or I think there is someone out there that may look as West Ham uh, as as a club that they could buy and, and, and take off Sullivan's hands I think, I think they'd be ready um, if you look at gold shares, not all of his shares were transferred to, um, you know, it were not were not transferred into um, a family business to protect it. Some of it was left in its old form that he just handed down. So, so therefore, all this, um, you know, death due is due if they sell within two years, doesn't wash all that way either and there's a bit of me that thinks as well Kratinsky probably I don't think he wants to buy West Ham but also he, he may look at it there could be a quick profit to make yeah according to Sean in yeah. the past he's always said he's not a, yeah. he's not an it to own the club he's, yeah. a, he's a businessman and wants to make money right well the, the best way to make money is to invest in something for a year to two years Normally, with a lot of these, these 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 fun type people, they go in for a quick buck, quick spin round. They don't want to be with something for five to ten years. So you think he could be buying in? We've used his money, sell the club, and give him back extra. So, I you know, people look. This is just me thinking out loud. I've got no evidence whatsoever to back that up it's just there's just a few ducks that are lining up in a certain way and I'm this is how like the tea leaves this is how I'm reading them so if you're Sullivan yeah and take your theory to to the end game that he he's lining everything up to go yeah the last thing he needs is it to get relegated because then it it's valuable. No, and, and this is the funny thing drops. is, he, he, what he, and the weird thing in doing what he's doing is he's walked into Asper's Casino in Stratford and, and put, his, put his investment down on red and he's hoping it will come in. Um, in instead of going, going out, you know, look, I, 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 was, I've, I don't regret backing Moyes up to the point where I sort of stopped. Um, I don't believe in sacking managers d- during the season. Um, I don't think he'd done enough wrong, to be honest, before the World Cup to be sacked. And I maintain that uh, um, I don't look back and think, oh, yeah, those were, those people were right. We should have sacked him then. I don't think the point had been reached, but actually he's treading a fine line. The only downside is I did talk to people with yourselves on Carrot and Booze last night and I pointed out, why is Moyes still here? I'll tell you why. Because every crunch game, save his job game, 
he's come he up wins. against. He wins or gets points. So he's got another one with Villa. So now, if if he gets, I don't know. I, there's a bit of me thinks as long as he don't lose against Villa, he'll keep his job. And and it's not a great limbo to be in, but I just think that's 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 the way it's going to happen. That is the way it's going to happen. That we'll get something against Villa. But that's how that's how you end up relegated, isn't it? That is. Well, no, not, it, no, it ain't because actually, because if you get something against Villa. If if you look at it, we've got thirteen games left. Um, six. But if, or you, but if you keep going to these must-win yeah. games, which was like, to, I always look back and think like, it's the Everton game that's going to get us relegated. Yeah. Because yeah. if he hadn't won that, he would have gone. So then we've had whatever else. Is no, gone but I'll, the only thing I would say to that, John, is Everton are still in the bottom three, and we ain't. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 this, and this is the thing. Yeah. He picks up he picks up points for him at the right time. And if you look at it, we've lost a way to Spurs recently. And the, if you look at it on paper, we've just lost two games in between Breit and Brighton. Well, Jesus Christ, I think we've done Be, that. Beating Forest, yeah. Yeah, so we've probably done that every season for the past three years. Lost to Brighton away, lost to Spurs away. And if we'd have had a game in between at home, we'd have beat that. So actually, it's kind of the manner in the manner we lose though. It's uh, just so, it's just so demoralising yeah. all round. Exactly right. The, the Spurs defeat, you know, was the most gutless Tottenham performance I'd ever seen from a West Ham shirt. We've just followed that up with the worst performance in a David Moyes West Ham team. The worst performance. And oh, beforehand, the, the away fans have kind of been with him, haven't they? Yeah. And but they were, there, yeah, was, was, there was Moyes out, ah, they? Mate, sacked in the morning and that all was, that. I, I, it may have been, it was, it was around a 2 3 nil mark. So, you know, it was, it was definitely before the fourth goal. You know, uh, three quarters of the, mm, half the fans had gone before the fourth goal went in. Yeah. You know, it was... It, it was oh, when when you're at the front and you can only see the pitch, you don't realise what's going on. But <laughs> when I look round at one point, I couldn't believe the amount of people that have gone. And again, in the in the past, fans are Sullivan only reacts when yeah. he fe- he's fearful, and I think he needs to be fearful now, doesn't he? The fans have gone. It was a great saying I heard the other day which from a, a manager, I don't know, it might have been Sean Dyche or whatever, is that when a, when, a, when, a, when a manager gets abuse and stick from the fans, when he loses the fans, the manager ends up getting sacked. When the chairman or owners of the football club get abuse from the fans, the, the manager, manager gets, gets sacked. sacked. <laughs> yeah. And perhaps, you know, I'm not encouraging it and I don't want it, you know, I don't want it. Saturday or whatever and I, I think we're pretty good now but at the end of the game if there's a defeat and those that believe in it want it done then you know so be it there's a bit of me now who thinks who am I to say after the way I behave with Allardyce you know who am I? I'm not one that can lecture people about how to behave I chased a bloke round all gate with one way system so <laughs> Oh well, look, we got we got we have got football coming up. We got is it a distraction or or, or is it something that we should just um, welcome? Oh, this is a good question. I did think it was a distraction mm-hmm. for the first time, uh, but I think uh, a win is always welcome. Yeah. If do you know what? If it's not a win, it's going to start feeling bad. Mm. I think it will be a win. Do you think it's a distraction or? No, I don't. I do, uh, you know, I, we, I think I was talking to a few people before and I've, I've maintained my stance. You know, for me, winning a trophy is 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 what a football fan, a football fan wants to see his club win trophies. Of course. That is glory. That is what we're football fans for. We're not football fans to see our team finish 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th in the Premier League. 
we're here for glory and a, tro- a trophy and a European trophy, no matter what European trophy it is, that, that is glory. And that, that's something to stamp on your honours board and it's something we'll look back on forever. Um, so even if we go down and he wins a trophy, then... Um, He's a legend. Well, right, I'll put this to you. I did ask some people think. I think we had this last week, didn't well, we? Well, what, what happens... Yeah, but what I'm saying is... It, I, I'll, I'll rephrase it. I did ask this, sadly. Has David Moyes earned the right to see West Ham through while we're still in Europe? I don't think he's earned the right if to the detriment of the league. No. I don't think so. I mean, he's, if, if he... If we, you know, if we start to climb the table and end up sort of sixteenth or fifteenth or whatever, then yeah, okay, yeah, he he does deserve it. But this precarious level that we're on, this one game away from losing your job all the time, yeah, it's it's not sustainable. You just you just you just can't carry on like that. But if you, if, but can you can you see a situation where we finish seventeenth, but we're in the final? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling it. What do you do if if that happens and he wins? Well, I'll be over the moon. I'm, I, correct me if I'm wrong. The season's over before the final, isn't it? Um, well, the season don't end until I believe the 25th of May. Oh, right. Now what? And this is the thing. I, I did, we were talking that um, sort of skews with the season. What people seem to forget is, as we yeah. enter the middle of March, we're, we're normally on the home straight. Yeah, in yeah. regards to season. Well, what we've done is we've just turned into the back bend. So actually, the season's running behind. But mentally, as football fans, because we're so conditioned that the season ends at the beginning of May. Yeah. When we've hit the middle of March, this is yeah. the back end of the season. Now's the time to panic. Where actually, this is akin to being the middle of February. And panic stations, I think the time to really worry is with, with 10 to 8 games to go. That's when I yeah. think you're desperate. Well, <laughs> people may not like to hear this. You know, that's in five games' time. Yeah. But we've also going to be start playing two games a week now, which out of form is a bad thing. In form is a good thing, I always think. But it's going to proceed. You know, I think we're going to have to just sit it out and see how it pans out. Right. So the final of the Europa Conference League um, is the seventh of June. I thought us it was in June. So, so that's got to be. Well, it is, isn't it? So everything's done and dusted by then. Yeah. So when's the semis? Um, I'll see if I can find that out for you. Then. I mean, the mad thing is, is that when you look at our running, we got a tough, we got a tough last few games. But I know our last game, believe it or not, is a, is away to Leicester. Yes. Um. So I'm just going to look. I'm wondering. Now. That, I'm just sort. Of, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to get to the semi-final. Well, I'm just saying that we've got a good I, chance for the quarter-finals. Aren't yeah, we? exactly. <clears throat> we might feel a lot differently about everything by then. So the quarter-finals is um, April. And so the, semi? the uh, semis are in May. What date in May? Unfortunately. It just says semi-finals in May and the second legs right. in May. So it's not giving mm. Fixtures not yet available, says the UEFA website. Right. So um. the quarter-final, <laughs> quarter, quarter final, so yeah, about this, the quarter-final and semi-final draws are the 17th of March, the day after our, <coughs> our home leg with Larnaca. Now... Having, and I'm not, this may be disrespectful. I'll, I'll go first with what I think in Cyprus. I'd, I hope he plays quite a few of the under 23 team. Right. Bearing in mind when he did that already this season, they actually won away from home. Um, I would like to see him do the same again. 
play a mixture of first-teamers and the under-23s. Mabama, up top. Um, Scars. Scars, yeah. You know, Connor Coventry and, and that ilk. Bring Lanzini in. Um, yeah, you know, and, and see what, what, what can be done because it's possible that they could win the game to get rid of the Villa game. Um, should we, what, what do you think? I mean, I'm not being disrespectful to Larnica. Maybe I am. But I, I see them as, as, as this is like playing a League One team. Which we might struggle with at the minute. <laughs> in a cup competition. In a cup how competition. Yeah. yeah. Which, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a dream, yeah, wouldn't it? Under Pellegrini seem to be our nemesis, League One, uh, the Wimbledons, the Wiggins and the Oxfords. Um, but I just I just don't see anything but a West Ham win Thursday night. I don't actually know. John? No, I, I, no. I'm, yeah, I agree. I agree. As you know, but, you know, it'd be, be nice to get it to a level where we haven't even got to think about it at the next leg, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, look, we've been going this part for nearly an hour. It's been you quite calm. We'd have, yeah. Um, well, we ain't had Sean the rubber no, the wrong way. To be fair, it's, it's, it shows you what can happen when you haven't got um, s- someone to, to be so antagonistic. But so, yeah, so we might as well go into predictions then, and um, before we 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 call question time for those that want to stay. Uh, John, predictions for Larnica away. Three um, one West Ham. Three one West Ham. Uh, Len Larnica. I think away. a one nil West Ham. Right, one nil West Ham. And Len first then. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, me, I'll go 3-0, actually, away. Right. Um, Villa? 2-0 loss. 2-0 loss. Right. So, so we'll do it this way. Predictions. 2-0 loss. What did the club do? Not what you do. What will Sullivan do? Does he push uh, the button or not? Uh not for a few days, then does it, and then does nothing. Right, okay. Leaves it to the Kevin Nolan. Right. Wow. Um, John? Aston Villa? Um, one nil loss. One nil loss. Oh, my God. Uh, and do you think... No, if they're backing. They'll back him. Right, yeah, okay. Suddenly, after I said that, I thought to myself, who oh, am I kidding? Right. They'll back him. Yeah. I, I will go for. I, I think. I think we'll win against Villa. Two um, one. There, I've said it. Uh, I think Antonio will be back, and um, he'll pop up with a goal. What was and what so was wrong Danny with Antonio? Ings, he took a knock. That's all we knew. Okay. Um, so he should be back. I think he was fifty-fifty, or, 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 or he was probably good for Larnica whether they'll risk him or not I doubt they'll risk him now I think they'll um, they'll uh, they'll play uh, I'd like to see Skamaka Thursday night so we'll see well, he's been linked with Milan isn't he well yeah he'll, he'll be li- I think he'll be gone at the end of the season Skamaka yeah looks that way yeah but me too it's, uh, I know when he scored goals wherever he goes one one thing I didn't quickly cover just wanted to point out where Moyes really does lose someone like me is um, you can have nine substitutes sitting on the bench. Mm. He picks eight. Mm. Um, despite the fact that we've got a goalkeeper injured, he still finds two to put on the bench. Yeah. So when you can make five subs, and so there's six outfield players, because you know the keepers ain't coming on, and that one player, and I said before the game, I bet Skamaka's looking round at the other five going, <coughs> well, I ain't getting a game then, am I? Mm. Yeah. And... So it proved. Uh, but there you go, people. Did, did he not bring him on? Nah, nah, didn't bring him on. I, I mean, I, I mean, this is the and this is the thing where I know we're going back over it, but we didn't cover his substitutions. When you're three 0 down, what does it matter? I'm not being funny. What does yeah. it matter? Yeah. No disrespect to Flynn Dans. Why are you bringing him on? Why are you placing? Why not bring another striker on? 
It's, that's terrible we didn't bring him on. It, it was almost like he was making substitutions just for the sake of making substitutions for no other reason because it changed nothing. Substitutions are supposed to change the way you play. And, and, and if you're playing bad, it's supposed to make you better. And it didn't. That's awful. Oh, dear. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode, people. The, the, the one without Sean. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, let us know what you thought of it. And um, thanks to John. Cheers. Thanks to Len. You're welcome. And thank most you. importantly, people, I want to thank you for listening. Yeah. And, and for all your support. And it's always good to meet people. And with that, I'll get myself ready because I've lost my place. I bid you <laughs> farewell. <laughs> See you next time. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast.